Grace be unto you in peace, peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Dear fellow redeemed of God in whom the Holy Spirit works, turning our hearts from unbelief to faith, turning our hearts from wanting to serve self to serving Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Have you ever noticed how people often use the picture of a heart to describe what they're thinking or how they're feeling or what they're doing? We know what people mean when they say, well, I really have a happy heart, as well as when people say, I have a heavy heart. We also know what people mean when they say that, I, I'm, really, I'm really confident about this, my heart is in it and then when people say I'm not sure I'm kind of wavering in my heart or or when people say my heart is strong as opposed to my heart is really weak we know what people mean when they talk about hearts in that way let me ask you this what would you think an advent heart looks like that perhaps could take a little more thought and perhaps generate quite a bit of discussion. Well, this morning I would submit to you that in the second reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul gives us an example of what an Advent heart would look like. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. In view of the coming hour of his death, in view of the coming of the Savior, Paul talks about an Advent heart in this way. An Advent heart is a heart that is constant in prayer. An Advent heart is one that is confident in hope. And an Advent heart is one that is cordial in its love. Like with many of his openings and greetings and other letters, the Apostle Paul begins this letter to the Philippians with the thought that he had been praying for them. That's what Paul was constant in. He wrote, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Here Paul mentions in the context and the view of Christ's coming, he was constantly praying for those, for those Philippians, and his prayers were always seasoned with thanksgiving. And he had reason to be thankful. They were his partners. They not only shared in the blessings of salvation, they also shared and supported in the work of spreading the good news of salvation. Yes, an Advent heart is a heart that's constant in prayer. Did you ever think about that? That one of the things that we want to do during this Advent season is think about the time that we spend in prayer. And... We have reason to pray not only for ourselves, but especially for each other. Did you ever think of that? Have you prayed for your fellow believers here at St. Paul? We have reason, too, to do that as well. Because, first of all, we're, we're partners in the gospel. We share in its blessings. We all have the same blessings in Christ. That's an amazing thing when you look at all the people here. But we're also partners in spreading the good news about Jesus. That's why God brought us together. 
not only as members of the Holy Christian Church in which we have salvation, but members of this local congregation so that we could work together. What a wonderful thought regarding our love and our gifts at Christmas time to reassure one another that we are praying for each other. And, and here's an Advent thought that I'd like to share with you about our prayers too. It has become the custom here at St. Paul that at this time of the year we send out invitations to people in our community and surrounding communities inviting them to our Christmas season worship services. Especially we, we want those invitations to go to those who, who yet don't know the Savior. Did you ever think about praying for that? Praying that the people who receive those invitations would accept our invitation and come and hear the word of God, and especially those who don't know the Savior yet would come and hear how a Savior came and he was born for them. You know, sometimes you think about Christmas. It, it sometimes can become a very self-centered season. And I know that we think about others, especially when it comes to gift giving. But a lot of times, what happens in Christmas turns inward. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What are we going to eat? What gifts am I going to give? What gifts am I going to get? So much of it is on me, me, me. So today we pray, Lord, give us an Advent heart like Paul. Give us an Advent heart that, that thinks about others and praise for others, giving thanks to God for them. When Paul wrote this letter, and you may well know this, he was, he was under arrest. He was waiting for his trial before the emperor. And, and at this particular time, Paul, Paul thought things were going to go pretty well, but they didn't turn out as he had hoped. Paul was not going to be set free. He was going to suffer death for the sake of Christ. And yet, even though Paul could not necessarily hope for the best in this life, he surely had hope, a confident hope, of the life to come. Hope for heaven. And, and that's what an Advent heart is, too. And Paul talked about that later on in this letter when he said, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And not only did Paul have that confident hope for himself, he had that confident hope for his fellow believers at Philippi, he wrote, In all my prayers for all of you, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Is this not the same Advent hope we have? God has brought us to faith in Christ Jesus, and through the power of his word, the gospel message, he will keep that faith in us until finally the work of our salvation is completed as he brings us to heaven. This is the work that God has begun in us. And this Advent hope, and this is kind of a key thought, this Advent hope of heaven is not only the heart of the Christian message, it's the message that's in the heart of every Christian. Think about that. There are a lot of things that we hope for during this special time of the year, but not all of those hopes are realized. And, and you've heard this before. You know what I'm getting at. We hope and pray that we're going to get everything done in time for Christmas. That doesn't always happen, does it? 
We, we, we hope and pray that, that the people will enjoy and accept the gifts that we give, and that doesn't always happen either. And, and we hope that this year the family gathering at Christmas will truly be merry without all the drama and maybe all the arguing that takes place, and that doesn't always happen either. But there's one hope that will never disappoint you. It's your Advent hope. The hope that no matter what happens to us in this life, we're, we're going to go to heaven. Either when we die or, or when Jesus comes back before that day. An Advent heart is a heart that is also sinful, and yet it's confident that through faith in Christ on the day that he comes, it will be blameless. An Advent heart is a heart that knows and believes that Jesus came here to die so that we, we might go there to live. Lord, give us that kind of confident hope. That's what an Advent heart looks like. Now, now speaking of hearts, I know that if you go to the doctor and he says, uh, you know, things show that your heart is enlarged. That's not good news. A big heart is not good news when it comes to your physical health. But having a big heart is good news when it comes to your spiritual heart and your spiritual life. And, and, and we know what it means when we talk about a person being big-hearted. That's the kind of person who usually is generous, a person who's kind, a person who's cordial in his love not stingy and grumpy like an Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, Paul talks about that as he continued to write, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. The congregation at Philippi was one that brought great joy to the Apostle Paul. They brought him joy because they not only received the gospel message with joy and faith, they generously supported that gospel message. They were big-hearted. They not only sent gifts to provide for Paul's physical needs and well-being, they even supported and paid for a co-worker to go and help Paul while he was under arrest. They had big hearts. But Paul wanted them to grow in that love. Paul had loved them cordially. They had loved him cordially. But, but, but he wanted them to grow in that love. He wanted their hearts to get bigger. And there's only one way in which our faith can get bigger as well as our generous love and our support for others. And that's by growing in our knowledge and insight of the Holy Scriptures. That's how the Holy Spirit works in our hearts. You see, you can't have true, generous Christian love without the true teachings of the Bible. And if you have the true teachings of the Bible, you can't be without love. Love for God and his word. Love for our fellow believers. Love for all people, especially those who need our help, and yes, even our enemies. That's what an Advent heart looks like. It's a heart that's big in its cordial love and in its generosity. 
you know, over the years, I've seen that kind of Advent heart here at St. Paul. It's usually during this time of the year when, when God's people here at St. Paul become more generous. They become more generous in their support of the gospel work and its workers. Thank you so much. It's also a time when they become generous, even more generous, in helping those who are in need. It's not uncommon, and, and, and the majority of members probably don't know this, because it's usually done anonymously. It's not uncommon that, that believers here at St. Paul step forward and they come to the pastors or to the principal offering to provide for families at this time of the year who need help. And what a joy and privilege it is as pastors and principal to take that generous gift, that expression of love, and take it to those who are in need. That's what an Advent heart looks like. And why, and why, would, why would God's people do that? It's because the Holy Spirit's working in your heart. It's because the Holy Spirit has given you an Advent heart, a heart that's big in its cordial love and in its generosity to those who need it. So, dear friends, if we want an Advent heart, then it's important for us to be in the Word of God as much as we can, especially during these holy days as we prepare to celebrate the coming of the Savior and as we look forward to His coming again. It's through the Word that the Holy Spirit is living in our hearts and working in our hearts. And so we know what an Advent heart looks like. It's a heart that's constant in prayer. It's a heart that's confident in the hope of heaven. It's a heart that's cordial in its love, and it's big in its generosity. And so our Advent prayer today is, Lord, give us all such an Advent heart. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's now join together publicly to declare.